Welcome everyone to another episode of Courtside Sports with Jonathan Matthew. We got a fun show lined up for you as always. And if you like what you hear, hit the follow button so you don't miss out on any more sports news, updates, reactions, and other fun conversations. As for now, sit back, get ready, because it's showtime and it all starts now. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Courtside Sports Show. I'm Jonathan Matthew. Hope everybody is having themselves a great day, no matter where you are. Let us, and also, Happy New Year to all of you guys. 2024 is finally here. I hope everyone has their goals set for the year. And I feel like after all this time, I mean, it is like middle of January, and it's like you have to like say. It's funny because it's like midway through January, right? And but you still have to feel obligated to say Happy New Year to like any person you see. It's just funny to me. I don't know. It's just me. But I mean, 2024 is here. Hope everyone has some big things coming up and hope everyone has a great new year. And I, mean, I hope everyone has a great had a great start to the new year. I mean, um, I know there's been a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world, but hope you have enjoyed it with your time with your families, with your friends, with your loved ones, whatever it may be. Um, But we finally got the Courtside Sports Show started. And no better time to start talking about sports than right now. I mean, what better play, what better day to do it than the NFL playoffs? Over 500 NFL regular season games have been played. In a span of four months, 32 teams went into the season trying to find success and find to book their tickets into the playoffs. And finally, we have those 14 teams set and ready to go. And now, starting this weekend, the race to to the Lombardi begins now. Man, playoffs, NFL playoffs are like one of my favorite times of the year. I mean, anytime you have playoff seasons, no matter what, it is the best time of the year. I mean, we just had the national championship between the Washington Huskies and the Michigan Wolverines. I mean, that CFB was probably the most fun I ever had in college. I mean, maybe it's because I'm a first year in college that it actually like matters and I'm, I'm actually following college football. But I don't know. It's just a new sense of entertainment, intensity that just find just finds its way when you come into playoff time and now that the NFL has finally reached its postseason I can't wait because there's a lot of storylines to go over heading into the postseason um if you guys haven't haven't been following the end of the season we got a good good rap show for you when it comes to the NFL regular season so let's just go over quickly the division leaders and those teams they're heading into the playoffs at this season. So we'll just start from the AFC side real quick. Finishing at the top of the AFC with the first round bye is a team that we didn't see really coming for the top crown so eagerly. I mean, we had the Chiefs, the reigning Super Bowl champion, the Buffalo Bills, but from a free agent, a great free agent um, class and a great offseason, this team has finally been able to find success and find what they've been looking for. And that team 
led by former MVP from 2019, Lamar Jackson, and that stellar, nasty defense. The Baltimore Ravens have clinched the number one seed in the AFC, and the AFC will run through Baltimore. And to be honest, I love I love seeing the Baltimore Ravens play. I've talked about it before with um with actually with uh, one of my friends who is a Baltimore Ravens fan, and we've been covering the Baltimore Ravens for the past for the past 4 months of this regular season and man, this defense is crazy. The offense feels like they can just walk down the field whenever they want. I mean, Lamar Jackson's playing better than ever. I mean, he's not doing so many spectacular runs that we used to see back in 2019 when he did his MVP campaign. But Lamar Jackson has now been able to sit in that pocket, being able to go and just find open receivers. I mean, the receiver core. I mean, it's not the greatest receiver core that you have, but with OBJ, Zay Flowers, and then Mark Andrews, who is supposedly um, is supposedly going to be coming back soon just gotta see how things work out but they also have likely Isaiah likely as a backup tight end who worked out perfectly for them at going down the stretch of the regular season and I feel like they're the best team in the NFL obviously there's another team on the other side of the NFC that people are saying is the best team in the NFL but I think the Ravens are the team to beat for the Super Bowl and now I'm kind of giving you a preview um, a preview of what I'm going to be predicting as my Super Bowl winner, but just be whenever you're watching the AFC, remember that 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 side is loaded with talent, and that Ravens team is going to come in and make some noise. So, congratulations to Baltimore Ravens for clinching the number one scene, and they'll have a first round bye as they won't be playing this weekend, but they will be playing soon after. Next that we got. And coming in at the second seed for the AFC is your AFC East division winner, the Buffalo Bills. And the AFC East division throughout the entire year has been a tight horse race. I mean, with another team, the Miami Dolphins, they've been going at it all year long. And it had to come down to the final game of the season on Sunday Night Football, where the lights are shining brighter than ever. The winner of that game was to determine the winner of that division. And some people may think that, you know, if you win or lose, you're still in the playoffs. But winning the division really matters. You know what I, you know what I mean? Like, because the Buffalo Bills have been having this Super Bowl window for so many years. Especially after that big, big playoff game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Back in 2020, they've been known to be Super Bowl contenders. But for some reason, for some reason, they haven't found that success that people were wanting them to see. People thought they were going to be Super Bowl champions long ago. Like they thought they were going to be Super Bowl champions like the year after the year after they lost in this uh, playoffs against Patrick Mahomes. But yet they found themselves coming up short. Year after year after year. And now they're sitting at the number two seed again with the division title. But this Buffalo Bills team does feel a little bit different than previous years. I mean, they do have, um, they still have the same core with Gabe Davis, Stephon Diggs, 
on the offense. They still got Josh Allen at quarterback. They got a new young running back in James Cook, and their defense is still good. But with some shortcomings they had in the middle of the season, they found themselves being 6-6 six and six halfway, in, halfway through the season. And for a Buffalo Bills team that many people thought were going to run through their season and take the AFC East by by like the easiest of ways, they found themselves out of the playoffs early in the season. Which And give credit to Josh Allen and the coaching staff and the whole Bills organization for making that push back into playoff contention mode. And not only playoff contention mode, but a shot at winning the division. And coming into now, coming into this playoff matchup, they're one of the hottest teams going in to the playoffs. I mean, they've just won uh, six straight, I believe. They won six straight, five straight, I should say, five straight games to make themselves a division title winner. And now they get to host a game in Buffalo. And to be honest, the way the weather's been going on right now, having a game in Buffalo and having home field advantage there seems like, honestly, the best thing that can happen for that team. You're riding a hot wave going at the end of the season, winning five in a row, and you get to host a playoff game, and weather conditions may be in your favor because the team that they're going up against is more of a mid-coast team. When I say mid-coast, I mean they're not from they're not far down south, but we'll get we'll get into that <laughs> we'll get into that later, but having home field advantage in the playoffs is really really key and important, but you never know what may happen in the playoffs. But congratulations to the Bills solidified solidifying themselves as the second seed and also winning the AFC East division. Now going to the number 3 in the East in the AFC we got the Super Bowl reigning champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs coming into the season as the Super Bowl favorites, obviously to repeat. And obviously when you have Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, you know, that duo is like unstoppable. But when you have Patrick Mahomes, anything is possible for that team. And they did have some rough they did have some rough patches going into that season. I mean, this is the kind of the first time we haven't seen Patrick Mahomes have the first seed in a while, you know what I mean? Um, they did lose some key guys. Obviously, they lost Tyreek Hill two seasons ago. Um, but their their offense have been lackluster in a sense because give credit to what Patrick Mahomes has been able to do up to this point, but there's a lot of been forces against the media. If you guys don't know, the, I'm not trying to bash the wide receivers, but, I mean, let's be honest. The wide receivers haven't been as great as they have been in previous years. And you can see that in a lot of games that they lost <laughs> where <laughs> where the media has pointed out that the wide receivers, there's so much that Mahomes could do if the wide receivers keep dropping the ball. But they were able to get the division crown again. And I don't know how many years that's been. I've, I have to look that up. I don't know how many years in a row the Kansas City has won the division title. Um, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, they've, he found himself in the playoffs every single season of his career. So, I mean, you cannot doubt the greatness of Patrick Mahomes, but that does make this probably the hardest playoff push that he's going to have in all of his career. I mean, he is a third, he is now the third seed in the playoffs. He isn't in the number one or the top two seeds that he used to be in. He's now in the number three seed. And as Tony Romo and Jim Nance always be saying... 
this may be the first time we see Mahomes not host a playoff game at some point in these playoffs. But because they won the division, they will be guaranteed to host one game in Arrowhead. And it actually might be very, very um to their advantage, let's just say. Because the weather in Arrowhead, I've heard, is going to be in the negatives this Sunday. So, or Sunday, this Saturday. So, Mahomes, Kelsey, Andy Reid, and that defense may be something to watch out for come these playoffs. Let's move on to the next division winner from the AFC South, led by rookie head coach D'Amico Ryan and rookie, the number two overall pick rookie C.J. Stroud. The Houston Texans are finally back on top of the AFC South as they win the division going 10-7. and And the crazy part is, is that C.J. Stroud was able to take the Houston Texans that has been probably one of the most poverty teams for the past few years. And now they are division title winners. And they secure themselves to home field advantage. And for Houston, I mean, this is the greatest thing that have happened since in, in a few years. Let's be, let's be honest. It's been a while since Houston, the Texans organization, has found this much success. And C.J. Stroud, D'Amico, Ryan, I mean, Tank Dell, I mean... The Texans team is so young too. It's like it's like the Jacksonville Jaguars that we saw, I believe Jacksonville Jaguars we saw last year. Their team are so is so young and coincidentally that they were able to beat out Jacksonville to get the division title. But this young Houston Texans team is already in the playoffs and I can't wait to see what uh second year uh uh behind CJ Stroud and D'Amico Ryan looks like. Already, because if CJ Stroud is able to go into the playoffs in his first rookie year, I mean, I don't know what else could be expected. I mean, it's really rare you see a rookie QB come in his first year and make it to the playoffs and lead his team into not only the playoffs, but also a division winning. You know what I mean? I don't remember the last time we saw a rookie quarterback lead his team to the division title in his rookie year. I mean, it's just so it's just it's just a feel good story to see um, C.J. Stroud being the number two overall pick um, and just balling out all season long and finally got the division title and get the Houston Texans back in the playoffs. Next, we go on to the rest of the five, six and seven seeds in the AFC. We'll kind of make this a little bit quick. The fifth seed is the Cleveland Browns. I mean, the Cleveland Browns had some real troubles going into the season, I mean, you lost your quarterback in Deshaun Watson. You lost Nick Chubb early in the season, which is crazy. And yet still, you found your way to 11 wins and then finding yourselves to be the second team in the AFC North behind, obviously, the number one seeded Baltimore Ravens. But the Cleveland Browns have an amazing defense that really kept them in a lot of the games that they played. Miles um, Garrett... Zadarius Smith, I mean, a lot of great, great Denzel Ward, great de- a great defense. And then you still got a good, um, a decent, not good, I'd say a decent offense. But the fact that the Browns were able to make it to the fifth seed over Cincinnati, who's been dealing with a lot of injury problems and a lot of setbacks. Um, Jacksonville, 
and um, we could say we could say Denver. I mean, the Denver try to Denver Broncos may try to make a late push, but the Cleveland Browns was able to overcome everything that they went through this season and able to get not in the playoffs, not just in the playoffs, but the fifth seed, which is crazy to me. Next, we got the sixth seed Miami Dolphins getting another shot in the playoffs. I mean, the Miami Dolphins kind of had a it's been going a little downhill towards the end of the regular season. I mean, it looked like they had a lock going into the AFC East. But for some reason, I, I don't know, maybe it's just because of injury-wise or, I to be honest, I haven't really watched the Dolphins that closely. I just saw them slowly slipping down in the standings. And now they're the sixth seed. They were once put in a position where they were going to host a game in Miami to now they're going to have to go into Arrowhead against the Kansas City Chiefs. And if you don't know what's going on in Arrowhead, it's about to be negative degrees as a high temperature point in Arrowhead when they play the playoff games. So Miami has a tough, tough challenge ahead of them. But Tua Tagovailoa is having his best year of his career. He actually is the passing leader of the season with four, over 4,000 yards thrown. And he has the league leader of receivers with Tyreek Hill. Almost. He almost did it, guys. Tyreek Hill almost did it. If you don't know, Tyreek Hill set a goal that he said he will eclipse 2,000 yards. But with some... He was on pace. He was on pace to not only meet that, but also break 2,000 yards. But over time at the end of the season... Injuries started to happen. He sat out for a couple games, and then when he came back, he didn't put up amazing numbers. Don't get me wrong. He did put up good numbers, but because he sat out for that time during his injury, those numbers began to, you know, slip back a little bit, and he barely was able to meet 100 yards. And I don't, I don't think he was able to get to 100 yards um, at any point in any of the games after he was injured. So, sadly, he wasn't able to meet 2,000 yards, but he was able to have one of the greatest wide receiver seasons we probably even had since probably Cooper Cup's triple crown. Um, so shout out to Tyree Kill um, and Tua Tangaloa for being the league leaders in their respective positions. And I, I think the Miami Dolphins may make some noise. I personally will get to them what I think will happen in these playoffs. Um, after we go over the rest of the AFC and the NFC side. Um, but I really think that the Miami Dolphins, if they're if Mike McDaniel is able to get them to switch their mindset over the little um, downfall they had at the end of the season, they can be able to make a push for the AFC championship. And I'm just saying, if the Dolphins do end up making the AFC championship, they have turned people's expectations from what they had at the beginning of the season into a whole another storyline. I mean, a lot of people do doubt the Miami Dolphins, but if Mike McDaniel and that offense and that defense is able to get to that big game, then, I mean, they, they might be a scary team come next year. Next, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um... There's really not much to say about the Steelers because I feel like everyone has already counted out the Steelers before the playoff game even started. I mean, granted, they are versing the Bills. So, 
it's not really a it may not be a competitive game that many people are saying it may be but give credit to the Pittsburgh Steelers for um making another winning season um Tom Mike Tomlin has yet to coach a losing season and every year he's been coaching the Steelers he has a winning record so congratulations to Mike Tomlin again I don't know how or where the Steelers may go I think this is probably the farthest they're getting is going into the Bills stadium that's the farthest farthest they're walking in these playoffs because after that they're probably going to get bounced out real quick that's just my opinion I mean who knows maybe the Steelers somehow upset the Bills which I really don't see that happening but give credit to the Steelers for winning games I mean their offense was atrocious at the beginning of the season I mean still I don't know how good that offense how reliable that offense is but the defense is always going to be stellar um too bad TJ Watt will not be playing so that hurts a lot for the Steelers um so yeah I mean Steelers not much to say congratulations for them winning get and yet get an getting another winning record meaning they're over 500 again but where is that going to lead you you're probably going to get bounced out first round but you never know. This is the NFL playoffs, man. This is the NFL playoffs. Anything can happen. But Steelers winning over the Bills, I just don't see it. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, some notable teams that missed out on the playoffs on the AFC side, we got the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, they did have a rough, really rough stretch start to the year, actually. they I think they won, like, um, the first few games, they were, like, they only had one win in like the first like five games or something something like that I had Joe Burrow on my fantasy team for like the first few weeks and I was getting annoyed as heck because I was like to be honest actually my preseason pick for MVP was going to be Joe Burrow <laughs> now that I look about look back on it it is probably I mean it is a reasonable pick but looking back on it I probably shouldn't have done that but it's a reasonable pick reasonable pick to have going into the season I mean I don't know I just thought Joe Burrow was gonna have a crazy season but I guess I guess he did have a crazy season but not in a good way um Joe Burrow ended up being injured halfway through the season and didn't play for the rest of the season after that so Bills miss out on the playoffs going a record of nine and eight Jacksonville actually lost in the last game of their season that would have clinched them the division spot in the playoffs, but they lost to the Tennessee Titans in their last game of the season. And so then with that loss, they got bounced out of the playoffs, which watching that game, I hope they realized that they were fighting for a playoff spot because I'm going to be honest. It really didn't look like they knew that they were in contention of a playoff spot. You know what I mean? I just, it just didn't feel like a, the Jaguars were fighting to clinch themselves in the playoffs. Like, they were down early to the Tennessee Titans, but they kind of came back, but then didn't. I don't know. I just, I really don't know. So, maybe, maybe next year, uh, Jacksonville. Maybe next year. Um, Indiana, another team that was um, able to clinch the playoffs if they won. They lost to the, tennis, uh, the Houston Texans, but... With that loss, they were eliminated from the division title. Um, but if they won that game, and the game was actually really good too, it came down to the like the last down. Um, 
It was fourth and two. Minshew dropped back, and he had a he had an open guy on the left flat. I forgot his name off the top of my head. I forgot his name, but with fourth and two, he had a guy open on his left. I think it was his halfback. His halfback rolled out to the flat, was wide open for the first down, but he, he just wasn't able to grab it. And Texans regained possession, took a knee, and game was over. Tex, uh, the Indianapolis Colts were eliminated from playoff contention. So that's another team noted that didn't make it. Um, another team that people thought were going to make it were the Denver Broncos. Um, they had a really rough start to the season, but after after some time in the offense, Russell Wilson and Sean Payton were able to get things together and make a push for the playoffs. Um, New York, the New York Jets. Hopefully, we see Aaron Rodgers next season. We see that team at full potential. I know this Jets season wasn't what they were expecting, but you know. It sucks what happened week one to Aaron Rodgers with that Achilles injury. But hopefully he's, it seems like he's doing better. He might be back next week. So shout out to Aaron Rodgers, hopefully making a comeback season for the uh, for this New York Jets. Um, before we get to the NFC side of things, we got some really big news heading into the offseason. Because going into the offseason, a lot of these teams that got eliminated, we know that their staff weren't going to keep the same coaching staff. Um, the staff knew that their jobs were at risk if you have a losing season, and that couldn't be said the same, couldn't be said any more differently for the Tennessee Titans as just this past 24 hours, Mike Vrabel has been fired from the head coaching position for the Tennessee Titans. And if you don't know who Mike Vrabel is, he's the head, I just said, he's the head coach for the Tennessee Titans. And, with his tenure at Tennessee, he was able to get the Tennessee Titans in the playoffs. They were able to grab the one seed. They were in the AFC Championship game. I mean, they were one game away from the Super Bowl. I believe that was 2019, right? Yes, 2019 when the Chiefs, Um, it was Chiefs and Titans, but Mike Vrabel was the team to get the Tennessee Titans up and running Get Derrick Henry the big, his name, King Henry. Um, but Mike Vrabel is now gone after two mediocre seasons, falling again below 500 in, the rec- in their record. Um, after a 6-11 and season, the Tennessee Titans and Mike Vrabel decide to part ways. I mean, not even part ways. They didn't even say it like that. Adam Schefter said Tennessee Titans fired Mike Vrabel. So um, it'll be interesting to see where... Uh, Coach Vrabel goes to because I mean he's such a great coach. I mean, it just sucks what the Tennessee Titans situation was that he ended up getting fired. But he's such a good coach. I mean, he, his record shows it. Um, what he was able to do in Tennessee, his record shows what he's able to do. So hopefully, he gets another chance. Um, I mean, a lot of people are suspecting he may go back to the Patriots. Um, who knows? Also, the thing with the Patriots, it's interesting. The Patriots have an interesting situation. When it comes to Bill Belichick, because all this year, as the years this year went on, Bill Belichick seemingly kind of wanted to be done with football, in my opinion. I, I mean, then again, you're coaching a Patriots football. You've been coaching a winning, like Super Bowl winning team for how many years? And then uh, you ship Tom Brady off to Tampa, and then he wins a Super Bowl, and your team is a top five pick. Um, yeah. So Bill Belichick and uh, Rob. Robert Kraft may be 
in conversations and seeing if they, he's going to continue being the head coach in New England. Man, it's so weird to say that um, New England may not have a head coach named Bill Belichick next year. I don't know. I think I think that's just me. I don't know if that's actually going to be true, but hopefully it does. Um, hopefully, if that was Bill Belichick's game, I hope that um, he enjoys retirement, but he, I hope that he also gets another chance if he wants to keep coaching again. Because I feel like him going out on a 4-13 and season with the Patriots is kind of... Uh, it's not a fairy tale, fairy tale ending, but I hope he gets another chance at a different team. I don't know. I just like to see Bill Belichick win one more time. I don't know if that—that's just me, only because like you don't want to end your season off four and thirteen, or end your career off coaching a team that went four and thirteen. You know what I mean? Um, I know a lot of people want him to leave and retire because they're <laughs> they're they're sick of Bill Belichick winning. But hey, what can you do if you if you just keep winning? You know what I mean? So. Hopefully, um, Bill Belichick, um, hopefully he does find another team. If not, I hope he enjoys retirement. And, I mean, he, ha- he is one of the greatest coaches of all time. Um, I mean, no one's ever, whenever you think about Patriots, you're going to be thinking about Belichick and Brady. So, that is also another person that may be a name that we look out for as the, season, uh, as the offseason goes. Um, going into the NFC side. Arthur Smith has been fired from the Falcons as he was a again um, produced another below average season going seven and ten. Um, I don't know about this Falcons team. The Falcons team is a really, really interesting dynamic that we haven't uh, figured out yet. I mean, one some weeks they're good, some weeks they're terrible. And uh, hopefully they get a new coach. Um that uh, or an interim co- head coach that knows what they're doing. <laughs> I mean, give credit. Arthur Smith um, was the reason why the Tennessee Titans run game was so good and that Derrick Henry ended up becoming like an MVP candidate. But I feel like he tried to like I- I've seen people say this and I'm agree with them. I feel like they tried to He tried to replicate that with the Falcons offense and it just didn't work. You know what I mean? It just didn't work. And so. Falcons go into the um, offseason looking for a new head coach. And that, so far, is the firings and moves that we've known so far as of January 10th, 645. And if there is news that pops up, hopefully we can cover it. If not, we will cover it later. (laughs) But now since we're talking about the NFC, let's go over which teams made the NFC side of the playoffs. At first... We kind of figured this was going to happen. Um, the San Francisco 49ers. The, probably what most say is the best team in the NFL. And I I say it's the Ravens. But I could agree that it 49ers is the best team. They finished with the record of 12-5. and five, Which clinches them the number one seed in the NFC. And that team is scary. Oh yeah. The 49ers is a scary team. I mean, they were able to destroy the Philadelphia Eagles, which at the time was the best team in the NFL at the time. And they clearly said, nope, that team is a fraud. We are the best team. And this is why. 
And after that game, they have not shown any, any signs of slowing down. I mean, I guess, yes, they lost by one point to the L.A. Rams yesterday um, in their last game of the season. But did they really need to care about that game? They already clinched the number one seed. They got, like, the best spot in the playoffs. Why else do you need to play your starters? So, I mean, it's playoff time. The intensity ramps up, and no one cares about the regular season at this point. You're in the playoffs. That's why they say playoff, football, playoff, playoff anything is a holy, holy entire, entire thing of itself. You could say it's a, an entire different season, but postseason, whatever sport you're playing, basketball, baseball, football, hockey, um, soccer, whatever it is, the postseason is an entirely different thing in itself. So who knows what may happen? Uh, San Francisco 49ers um, look to be the team to be the NFC team in the in the Super Bowl. So um, we will get to the we will get to, to who I got winning the NFC um, NFC side. <laughs> Next, we got the number two seed Dallas Cowboys clinching out not only the NFC East, but also the, the two seed. The NFC East was a toss-up for some time between the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. We will talk about the Eagles because I do have stuff to say about them. But the Dallas Cowboys having a great offense. Dak Prescott is having one of his best years since probably... Um, since probably his rookie year or second rookie year. Um, wow. I mean, this Dallas Cowboys team looks to be a Super Bowl contending team. And I know Stephen A. Smith hates the Cowboys, but you got to give respect to where respect is due. This this Dallas Cowboys team is good. Their defense is great. I mean, Micah Parsons, Van Der Esch, I mean, Diggs, and then you got Bland, who has the interception title for them too. So... The Cowboys may be a team not to be messed with, and you might want to watch out for, especially with the 49ers. The 49ers probably see the Dallas Cowboys and maybe the Lions as a threat to the NFC. Um, Speaking of the Lions, for the first time in franchise history, the De- Detroit Lions was able to win a division title for the first time in franchise history. We're talking... F- for the first time ever, the Detroit Lions have clinched a division title in the NFC North. And this Lions team, I personally like. I really like watching this Lions team. I mean, Dan Campbell, Coach Campbell, his you could just tell that this Lions team is re- it's just different. It's just different. It's just something about this Lions team. It's like you just you just don't want them to lose. You know what I mean? Um they did it the right way. They built it through the draft. They they um they were able to get find their star players through the draft. They were they were able to progress and get better year after year. I mean, they took a chance on Jared Goff. They were able to find a weapon in Amon Ross St. Brown. They found their star tight end in Sam Laporta now, and their defense is just as good. I mean, their defense is really... I feel like their defense is their identity, you know? And so, Dan Campbell, shout out to you and the Lions organizations for just having a great, great season. Obviously, the job's not done yet, but I feel like you could look back on the season 
and just smile at what you guys have been able to do. Obviously, you're hosting the playoff game against your former former player, Matthew Stafford. We'll get back to that later. But I think you could look back in the season and just smile at all the great things that happened this season. Uh, rounding out the division winners for the NFC um, side, the NFC, the NFC, not West, NFC South. <laughs> the NFC South team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, was able to clinch the NFC South. I mean, that division was really, it was the opposite of, it was competitive, but not in a good way. You know what I mean? That division was so bad that three teams had a chance to win the division going into the last game of the season. Three teams. Mind you, there are four teams in the entire in a, in a division. And three of the teams had a chance to win that division. The fourth team ended up being the worst team in the league. And so that should just tell you everything about that whole division. But Tampa Bay, someone has to win the division. And Tampa Bay was able to do it. And Tampa Bay will be hosting a playoff game with the team ranked number five. And that team is the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, that's just weird to say because we've seen this Eagles team go 11 and one. And since then, they went one and five. And obviously, I'm going to keep my bias aside, which is not really bias. It's just more like annoyed about what's been happening in the past month with that team. But whatever it is, the Philadelphia Eagles are going to this team really, really shaky. And a lot of people don't have faith in them even getting out of the wild card. And a lot of people meaning me. Let's just get that clear. Um, Philadelphia Eagles, like I said, they went 11-1. and They were looking like the best team in the NFL. But then they ran into the San Francisco 49ers. And if you don't know about the 49ers and the Eagles, they met in the NFC Championship last year. And the, NFC, uh, the San Francisco 49ers, they saw that they didn't have a fair shot at the Super Bowl. With all the injuries, with Brock Purdy beating, being out, Nick Bosa, Trent Williams, slowly the team just ended up becoming a practice squad team in the NFC Championship. And so 49ers were heated. And that game has been circled on that calendar for probably since the schedule has been released. And um, the Eagles got mollywhopped. Like, they, 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 uh, man. They were a barely able to get to the 50-yard line. They were barely able to get 10 yards for every drive. And uh, 40, they lost to the 49ers, the Cowboys, in um, both blowout wins, by the way, might I add. And then they lost in a tight game against the Seahawks. I mean, they were able to get a one win against the Giants. They lost to the Arizona Cardinals, and then they lost again to the Giants at the end of the season. So the... Eagles, um, I don't know what's been going on with them. Just haven't been winning. It's not the team that we used to be seeing. And so it'll be interesting to see what happens in these playoffs. And they actually might be considered the underdog going into this um, playoffs against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers may have a shot at beating the Philadelphia Eagles on uh, Monday night. And that's going to be an interesting story to see if that ends up playing out how I just said. Next, we got the L.A. Rams 
at the sixth seed, and then the Green Bay Packers and the seventh seed. And these both teams really do have a good shot at making it, making some noise in the playoffs, I'd say. I don't think they're going to make it far. Um, obviously, I have one of my one of my best friends, one of my good friends. Um, I mean, we're all really close. Um, one's a Bears fan. One's a Packers fan. And going into week 18, obviously, it was Bears and Packers. They were at, um, they were at, they were at each other's houses to watch the game. Um, obviously, at that point, the Bears were eliminated from playoff contention. Um, but they were able to play spoiler because if the Bears won, the Packers would be out of the playoffs. And so he was able to see the Packers win and the Packers were able to get in the, into the playoffs and clinch, um, and clinch a playoff spot. And so it's going to be interesting because um, it's going to be me uh, and both of them um, at the crib, um, Sunday here. Um, and we're going to be watching the Packers play the Cows Cowboys. And I hope that's a good game. I really do hope it's a good game. Um, because I feel like the Packers with Jordan love, they have found themselves a great QB, great QB. Jordan love has proven that he is the franchise QB of the future. Hopefully they're able to build around him, give him some weapons. Um, and to see this team grow, obviously, if we're Bears fans. You don't want to see this happen, but as a sports fan, you kind of, you kind of want to see um, someone in Jordan Lowe's position kind of shine a bit. You know what I mean? But as a Bears fan, you don't want to see the Packers have any chance of success at all. L.A. Rams, um, they find themselves back in the playoffs again, but in an interesting way. I mean, they've been quietly in the playoff mix and I say quietly because they haven't made so much noise they've been one of the teams that you know that you're supposed to fear because and or not take lightly I should say but also they're just they just haven't been making noise like I for some reason when I saw the standings I was like oh wow the Rams are in the playoff picture I did not know that I, I just don't know why it just it just didn't click in my head that the Rams were in the playoffs. I mean, they have a good they do have a good offense. I mean, they got Matthew Stafford, they got Cooper Cup, they got the stud Cup. Uh, you may have heard of him, Puka Nakua. Um, he may win Offensive Rookie of the Year if C.J. Stroud doesn't take it. Um, but that team, um, going into Detroit. That actually, that would be a fun. That will be a fun game. I'm personally excited for that game itself, um, but I think this Rams team. Um, it's interesting to see them in the playoffs, but um, you still, even though they're ten and seven, they they're still a team that can beat you and get themselves in a position to go to the Super Bowl. Um, this may be Sean McVay's last year. I don't know. I've heard that. Um, I've heard that they may blow it up. Maybe not. The rumors are still going around that the Rams are still trying to be contenders. But with the way things are going, you know, a move or two may be made this offseason. I don't know. I don't know. Those are just speculations that many people have been having um, these past couple of weeks. Um, some notable teams that um, missed the playoffs. I mean, there really aren't notable 
per se as like it was in the AFC. Um, some really close teams: the uh, Seattle Seahawks, the New Orleans Saints. They all tied nine and eight, but were um, out of the playoffs because of just record-wise and scoring. Just they just didn't make the playoffs. Um, they the Saints uh, did try to clinch themselves the division, but obviously they weren't able to um, because Tampa Bay won against the Panthers. Um, Minnesota, Chicago. And Atlanta all tied with seven, uh, with a record of seven and ten. And honestly, if you're Chicago, this is kind of a good sign. I mean, you already have the number one pick. Um, you are t- in the top ten with your own pick. You have two t- picks in the top ten, and you won seven games um, this year. And so, hopefully, it's going to be interesting what the Chicago Bears do. Um, maybe we'll make an episode about what the Bears should do next this off season because there's a lot of controversy. Should you keep Fields? Should you get draft Caleb Williams or any other quarterback or just a lot of stuff going on? And um, that's your NFC playoff teams. Now for the playoffs. Now these playoffs, they call it super super wild card weekend. And (laughs) I've been seeing this joke that people don't understand. Why is it so super? Because, I mean... I guess, yes, they have a playoff game Saturday and Sunday and Monday. But, I mean, it's just another. To me, it's just more playoff games. I don't know what's so super about it, but Super Wildcard Weekend is this weekend. And this actually might be the most fun, most entertaining playoffs because I think it could go either way. Um, A lot of teams have a good chance of making it to the Super Bowl or to the conference championship. Um but let's just start off with um, the games that we got going on on Saturday. Now, Saturday, we have two games. Both is going to be on NBC and Peacock. And at 3.30 on NBC, you'll be seeing the Browns take on the Texans. And I think this is going to be a good, gritty battle um, for the Houston Texans and the Browns. I just don't know if the Browns is offense. The problem with me is that the Browns have kind of don't got an offense to rely on. It's all defense, you know, really. And so, but I feel like that defense is so good that it could disrupt CJ Stroud and their offense. But going into this weekend, I feel like they're going into the Texans arena. And I feel like just riding that wave, I feel like CJ Stroud is meant for that mo those big light moments. And I'm going to take the Texans beating the Browns and I just feel like it may be closer than what many people think. I mean, Vegas has Cleveland winning with the 2.5, with minus 2.5. And I really think it may be Houston by like one or two. I mean, granted, it may be 3-2. That doesn't matter. But I really feel like Houston may win. And um, I'm going to pick Houston to win this one. I just feel like it's going to be coming down to the wire type of game for sure. Next we got on Peacock at 7 p.m. is the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Miami Dolphins in that negative degree weather. Now, the reason why I put so much emphasis on this negative degrees weather is because of the fact that this is a Miami team. And if you know your geography, Miami is near the equator. Miami doesn't even know what the word snow means. 
when they're going into Arrowhead, it is going to be snowing, well, probably, and it's going to be freezing. People in Miami think that 50 degrees is freezing cold. Imagine when they do when they walk into Arrowhead when the high is in the negatives. So, it's going to be a very rough game for Miami only because of the conditions they're in. And granted, it may be rough for Kansas City too because, I mean, at the end of the day, it's humans playing the sport. Humans can barely deal with it being less than 20 degrees. Hence, it be, it's going to be negatives out when the game is being played. So, obviously, the Kansas City Chiefs are favored to win the game. One, because they're the home team and it's Arrowhead. Second, um, they are probably fit in the conditions. Like they they practice in these conditions. Miami's probably practicing in 50 degree 50 or 60 degree weather right now, but Kansas City is already practicing in the cold. I live in I live in uh, Chicago, Illinois, but or the suburbs of Illinois. And it's still freezing out here. Like, you know what I mean? So they got the practice of like what it means to be in the cold, what what Andy Reid wants to run and everything. So obviously it see it makes sense why Kansas City Chiefs are favored. But does that mean they're really going to win? <laughs> now, not no don't call me a hater. Don't call me a hater on this. But I genuinely do think that the Kansas City Chiefs may get bounced out first round. Now, before people start getting on my case, I understand that they are the Super Bowl reigning champions. I understand that they have coach Andy Reid. And I understand they have probably one of the greatest quarterbacks in Patrick Mahomes. But, I don't know. Football is a team sport. Yes, you may have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time behind under center. You might have the greatest, one of the great um, coaches on the sideline calling the plays. But that's supporting cast, man. I don't know if I could easily, um, peacefully put my money on the Kansas City Chiefs to win that game. That's if I was going to put money on them. I was not going to put money on this game at all because this game would give me a heart attack no matter what. But I, I'm, I'm going to say it. I feel like the Dolphins are going to upset the Chiefs here. I really do believe that. I, it's just that I understand that the Miami, the Dolphins aren't used to the cold. And the cold is something you can't control. And a lot of quarterbacks love using that, especially, you know, Jalen Hurts. But a lot of quarterbacks say love saying that, you know, focus on um, our offense, focus on what we can do, not anything else. And so I just feel like Mike McDaniels may have something that ready for them to use. So I think the can uh the Dolphins will win against the Kansas City Chiefs on sun- Saturday night. Heading into Sunday, um Sunday afternoon, we got Steelers versus Bills. Um I'm kind of going to go with the obvious here and the smart choice. I mean, the Bills probably going to make they're the hottest team in the NFL like I mentioned before in the show. The Bills are probably going to run away with it. I mean, yeah, it may seem that the Steelers may slow them down a bit, but without TJ Watt it's going to be hard. And I feel like the Bills are ready and, like, they're they're hungry. Like, you know a team feels it. You know when a team is hungry for for you hungry for a win and hungry for a Super Bowl. The Bills is one of the teams hungry for um, the Super Bowl. You can just tell by the way they play, especially at the end of the season. The next game after that, we got Packers versus Cowboys on Fox. 
Of course, Fox always has to broadcast the Cowboys game. Is it just me, or does Fox always broadcast Cowboys games at the three o'clock? I, I don't know. It just—I always see the Fox. I, is that a contract thing that I'm not? I don't. I haven't seen yet. Or is that like just not a thing that I don't know about? Because it always seems like whenever the three o'clock games happens, America's game is about the Cowboys. I understand that the America's team and all, but sometimes the Cowboys play some mediocre teams. It's not worth watching. Like like last week, I don't want to watch the Cowboys versus the Commanders on three o'clock. Fox, you know what I mean? Anyways, but that's besides the point, but. It's going to be Packers versus Cowboys. Me and the guys are going to be sitting on the couch watching this game on Fox. Me personally, I'm going to go with Dallas to win this game. Um, I, yes, which means that me and my friend are going to be uh, smack talking probably all evening long while this game is happening. But I'm going to have the Cowboys win. I just think that Dak Prescott is playing good football. The defense is playing good football. Um, Mike McCarthy is playing against his former team, coaching against his former team, and that's really that's actually a pretty good uh, storyline to uh, put up. Um, and, he, and also another storyline I haven't mentioned before, um, uh, Tyreek Hill is finally playing back in Arrowhead for the first time in that Kansas City and Dolphins game, and um, Mike McCarthy is coaching against his former team. So that's going to be fun. And so, I'm going to pick the Cowboys to win. I feel like it's going to be a lot closer, though, what people expect. People think it's probably going to be like a oh a two-touchdown game um, ending. But I feel like it's going to come down to a final possession. Maybe. It might be within seven. I think it might be within seven. Um, Obviously, Vegas odds has Dallas minus 7.5. I'm going to take that under if I was anybody. I would say Dallas is still winning, but I want to say it will be over seven points. I mean, over eight points. So, yeah. Next, we got Rams versus the Lions. That's going to be a fun gun, fun game to watch. Um, Matthew Stafford coming back into Detroit, to, into the Motor City, where he used to play, where he's considered a, a Lions legend. Now he gets to play the, uh, the role of the villain for the Lions. Um, that's going to be a fun one. That's another good storyline to look out for going into this weekend. Um, but I got to stick with these lines, man. These lines are so much fun to watch. And I feel like them getting in the playoffs for the first time in years, winning the division, it's going to, yeah, the lines are winning this. No doubt about it. And it's on NBC. Chris Collinsworth going to be calling this game. Mike Tirico. Yeah, Rams. Uh, lines are winning this one. I'm not even going to talk about the, the possibility of the Rams winning. I just have a I, – I feel really, really confident. Like, if I was going to put money on the game, it would be for the Lions to win against the Rams. I just don't know why. I have a good feeling that they're going to win this one. Dan Campbell has some good – something good to tell him, something something very motivational that it's just going to – you know. Every time when Dan uh, Coach Campbell, like, puts, like, a hype speech, it's like he makes you want to run through a wall. Like, I just don't know about it. He just does. It's just – that's just Coach Campbell. You know what I mean? Next, we got the Philadelphia Eagles going into Tampa Bay. <sighs> yeah. This is uh, going to be an interesting game. Um, If many of you guys know me, yes, I do heavily favor the Eagles. But in the past month or so, 
It has been impossible. It has been impossible. I M P O S I B L E to root for the Eagles. And with the way they've been going, I'm not gonna lie. It's gonna be this might actually surprise you. I am going to pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to beat the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday night. Now, if this prediction is wrong, I will not be mad. I'll probably be more happier that it's wrong more than anything. But if it's right, I will take this win. I just don't know. I just don't have faith in the Philadelphia Eagles. I have less faith in the Philadelphia Eagles winning than I do. I have more faith in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning. Actually, let me let me take that back. I have less faith in the Philadelphia Eagles. I have more faith in the fact that the Philadelphia Eagles may lose this game rather than me having faith that Tampa Bay Buccaneers will beat the Eagles. If that made sense. You know what I mean? All in all, I just think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to win against the Eagles. I just feel it. I just feel like this is the end of the road for the Eagles. I mean, they have to fix something up in that. And I'm not going to go into it. But I just feel like they're going to have to fix it. They they probably will have to. Now, let's go into the rest of this playoffs. I'll make this quick. Because based off, this is based off the scenarios I just said if they all played out right. Which, I mean, they probably will because I'm the one who predicted them. <laughs> but <laughs> let's just go with what we have. Obviously, as the week goes on, we will predict. Um, we will predict, predict the winners of the real playoffs as the week goes on. But for right now, based off the winners we said, it will be San Francisco versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Detroit Lions versus the Cowboys. Now, I'm going to make this kind of easy for the Detroit, uh, San Francisco game. The 49ers are beating the Bucks. Like, it'll probably be a blowout win. Like, yeah, I mean, there's no debating that. Um, so, San Francisco is going to punch their ticket into the conference championship. The Dallas and Detroit Lions actually may be a fun game that I hope actually happens. That's if everything I said was right. I hope that the Dallas Cowboys kind of do win that that game. Actually, I kind of want the Lions to win, but I just feel like the Cowboys will win it. And so I'm going to pick the Cowboys to win that game. But it's also one of those scenarios like if the Lions do end up winning, I won't be mad. You know what I mean? I do want to see the Cowboys in the conference championship game, though, because I feel like they do need a shot at least at the Super Bowl before we control them again, because they do. They have been having a great year. You cannot deny that. But. It's the Dallas Cowboys. We no one no one wants to see the Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl besides Dallas Cowboys fans. And so they at least have to have a shot before we control them again. You know what I mean? So right now I have the San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys in the conference championship. And out of those two teams, I really do think that San Francisco is heading and punching their ticket to Vegas to play in the Super Bowl. Um, we won't get into that much. If that ends up becoming a reality, we'll talk more about the scenario of that game much more later. Let's go over to the AFC side. Um, obviously, we're doing this based off what I said the winners of Wild Card Weekend is. And based on how I said it, 
it will look Baltimore versus Miami and then Buffalo versus Houston. Um, this might be not a fun divisional round for the AFC side. I feel like the most competitive game will probably be the Buffalo Bills and the Te- uh, Houston Texans, but not by much. Like, I feel like the Buffalo Bills will win by 14 plus. So, Buffalo Bills going to the champi- um, conference championship game again. And the Baltimore Ravens versus the Dolphins. Uh, we saw this matchup earlier. I mean, I don't understand who could stop the Baltimore Ravens. Like, I understand they've lost games. That, and they're not, they're not like, undefeated or anything. But in those four games they lost, I mean, they lost by three to the Colts. They lost by seven to the Steelers. They, um, they lost to uh, seven again to the Steelers. So it's like, I don't, I just don't know. I don't know. I and the only teams that they've seen lose is with their division opponents. Besides the Indianapolis Colts part, it's to the division opponent. Like if. Cleveland ends up going against the Ravens um, in real life. That actually may be a much more fun game, but I just see the Ravens beating Miami and going to the conference championship to go against the Buffalo Bills. And with that, the Buffalo Bills and the Ravens will probably have the best AFC championship game that we have seen in a while. I feel like it's going to be, that will be one of the game of the year um, nominees and winner. Of the season. Um, I just feel like that is a game I want to see happen. I really do want to see it happen. I understand that I pick the top two teams in every single conference. But you got to admit. You would want to see the 49ers versus the Cowboys in the championship game. You would want to see the Ravens versus the Bills in the conference championship game. And the winner I got coming out of that conference championship is the Ravens making it a 49ers versus Ravens Super Bowl, a 2008 Super Bowl rematch. I I really like I said, this is comes down to the best teams in football, and I said it before. I started started the show with it, and I'll end the show with it. The Ravens are the best team in football, and I do have them winning the Super Bowl this year. So. That is my playoff predictions. Obviously, as playoffs go, we will react to the to the teams that won and lost. And we also give our predictions of what will happen the upcoming week. This has been Courtside Sports Show. I've been Jonathan Matthew. And I hope you guys enjoy Wild Card Weekend. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for listening to Courtside Sports Show. And I hope you guys enjoy the rest of the week. And I'll see you guys later on the next Courtside Sports. Peace out, everybody.